thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then, you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you'd expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com Adulting101. That's BetterHelp.com Adulting101. Finding a job in a new city. What tips do you have as far as, the, as far as that? My roommate actually helped me kind of look for a job. It was easy to find a job, but the jobs was not paying, okay? They wasn't paying, and I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias. I'm your host, Caspi Bias. Today, we are talking about how to successfully move to a new city as an adult. Are you thinking about moving? Wondering what you need to make sure you do before taking that big step? How can you find a place to live without actually being there yet? Joining me on the show today to discuss these very important questions is Alicia Nunnally. Alicia is a writer, travel blogger, and podcast host who has recently moved from Kentucky to Atlanta, Georgia. If you haven't already, Check out the new Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias animated series. There, you can review a few captivating moments from each episode in animated form. Check out the show notes for a link to the series. Alicia, thank you for coming on to Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias. Would you be able to tell the audience a little bit about yourself, your overall background, and how did you come about moving to a new city? Yes, so everybody, my name is Alicia, of course, and I reside in Atlanta, Georgia. I moved from Kentucky, and I moved here in July 2020. Before I graduated in 2019 with my master's degree in higher education, I went home, and I really couldn't find a job, so I actually was going to move to China, but then you all know what happened. The pandemic happened, the virus and everything. So I ended up not moving there. I've always had a background in like writing. I started a podcast in 2018. Just over the course of the pandemic and talking to people, everybody I knew that did that stuff, like living in Atlanta, it was like Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. It was like so hype. So I was like, okay, I am into media where I live at right now. I'm not getting a job. It's not really like media heavy, like popular. Georgia's not that far. I'll just move down to Atlanta and try to do something out here. And so that's all in all how I relocated to Atlanta. What thoughts were going through your mind before, during, and after you had moved? 
Well, before I moved, I didn't even have a job, honestly. Like, I didn't even have a job even when I lived in Kentucky because I quit my job. So before I was like, oh, am I going to be able to get a job down here? I'm applying for all these jobs, but it's a pandemic. Are people going to hire me? I don't know if people are going to hire me. Will I be able to pay and afford the rent? Because, you know, I'm coming off of going to grad school where it's like, I just pay my rent with my student loans, basically. Am I going to get paid enough to actually be able to sustain my lifestyle that I want to sustain? And then also, how much is it going to cost to move? Some moving companies, they was quoting me like $3,000 and stuff like that. I'm like, what? This is crazy. Yeah. So I really didn't know too many people out here. So then it's just, okay. But I was just ready to get out of Kentucky, but I just left. Yeah. Depending on how much stuff you have, that that definitely makes things a lot more difficult as far as moving from one place to another. The treks, as far as moving everybody out, you don't realize it, but it does end up costing like an arm and a leg just to get from one point to another. And I'm just talking from experience from um, the most recent place that I had moved. It was literally across the street (laughs) and it cost, I don't even remember how much it cost, but it was probably like around a thousand, give or take. I was like, it costs that much just to move my stuff from literally one part of across the street from that way over to this street. This is ridiculous. Of course, it would have made things easier if I had a car back <laughs> back then at that period of time, because I would have been like, you know what? It's not even worth it. We just going to take double trips because it's literally right here. That's me. Like, I'm going to just take a couple trips in my car. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I definitely understand, too, as far as your point of not knowing too many people when you're moving to a particular state. I know for me, I didn't know anyone. Yeah, I didn't know anybody except for one person right now she's actually the dean of a communication school at the time that i was trying to relocate or trying to move to atlanta she was actually a professor and a writer and she's the she was the wife and she still is the wife of one of my favorite professors that i had back in undergrad they are both awesome both incredible and they actually allowed me to stay at their home for a few months until I could find a more permanent role or job in Atlanta. So a major shout out to them. Moving into Atlanta, I had an internship guaranteed that lasted about three months. It was a paid internship, but it was still an internship. So. Oh, that's because they don't come around that much anymore. Exactly. Everything's unpaid in there. Like, what, what is this? Mess? Everybody else would kill for this. And you're like... No, (laughs) I want money to, you know, like survive and stuff. So cool. But yes, it was toward the beginning, before I even knew that information, it was very difficult as far as trying to find people who I knew within the area, just so I would figure out trusted resources to actually look into and things like that. So I made things a little bit scary. So Alicia, what exactly did you learn about moving to a new city? Just learning how to navigate a new city and trying to still figure out how to navigate life while moving to a new city. Like, I'm like, I'm trying to find this place, but like, how am I finding these apartments? Where am I even going to look for these apartments? Where am I looking for jobs at? How do I know where this job is located at? Like, you know, a lot of stuff is virtual. Some stuff is not virtual. Hustle, I feel like that's what I really learned how to do. Because when I moved down here, I was working two jobs. I was working seven days a week. The money wasn't really adding up like that. So I feel like I have my own hustle. And when I came down here, my tires messed up. I had to pay for that. So that dipped into my emergency fund. So I had to start doing DoorDash and stuff like that. 
and just figuring out other ways to make some money while my money is going to Airbnb while I'm out here trying to find a spot to live. I don't really have a real job. I don't really have a real apartment. My money is dwindling down, but I need to save that money because I have to get an apartment like in the next month. Well, that actually brings us to my next question that I have here too, specifically focusing on looking for a place to stay and finding a job. Let's first start with looking for a place to stay. (laughs) How did you work around that? Like, how were you able to find a place to stay? I moved with uh, someone that I already knew from Kentucky. So she was already here. So she knew like the affordable spots where to go. She was moving and stuff like that. And she would like send me stuff and I would look, but it was hard because I wasn't here. But then when I came here, it was like, okay, on the ground running, let's go to this apartment. Let's go to this apartment. Let's see this house. Let's see that house. We use Zillow. And then sometimes just like driving around, you could see different apartment complexes. This last time I moved, I used apartments.com. I would ask people sometimes. And then sometimes people are always looking on for roommates on Facebook and stuff like that. So like you can get in there. But honestly, you can find stuff by just like driving around. Like where I live at now, I would have never seen it. I literally just drove and I just seen it like driving around one Sunday afternoon. That's a good idea as far as um, being able to drive around and see the particular location. I do understand as far as looking at locations before you actually move out, there are from time to time instances where that can occur and that makes things a little bit difficult. If you aren't able to do that, just schedule perhaps like a week or maybe sometime you could just go down there and visit, find an individual or rent out a particular area where you can actually go see. It can be painful as far as traveling down there and actually seeing it for yourself, but it's a completely different thing if you say, oh, okay, pick that place and then get there. And then you're like, oh no, this, I need to move. And then you're like, I can't move. (laughs) There's a lease. (laughs) Speaking of other places to stay, I believe you had mentioned Airbnb. I would also recommend that too. Before I moved to a new city, specifically Atlanta, and I didn't know anybody, or I thought I didn't know anybody at the time. Airbnb was something that I was considering. Of course, Airbnb, back when I was coming out of school, it it, it had just started, basically. <laughs> and I had just heard about it. But it really is a good resource to stay in for at least like a couple days to a couple weeks, give or take, just to get your foot in the door in the city. And from there, you can actually go ahead and visit that apartment that you may have been looking at online. Or if it didn't work out, then you can always just stay in that Airbnb if it's high quality. I know there are some Airbnbs where it's like, "Eh." but if you're good with that Airbnb, you can stay within that particular location for X amount of period of time, just so you can figure out what your next steps are. Yeah, I stayed in Airbnb for like three and a half weeks, I would say. We stayed in the basement. It was definitely a trial. It was like, oh my goodness. But it worked out to come down here to be able to see and drive around. And I wasn't really working. So to be able to drive around and go see what's going on and stuff like that. But yeah, I would suggest that if you can do an Airbnb or even if you can do a hotel, a stay suite or whatever, you could do that for a week. That that can get expensive, but at least they clean up for you. (laughs) If you have family or friends, you can try to see if you can see them. You could try to rent from them. You could just try to see, but people might not be open to that. I also forgot to mention, you guys, that if you don't have the funds to rent out an apartment, there are still options for you. You can always look into renting out a room instead of an apartment. 
Craigslist is a good site to find a place. The only thing I'd stress is to make sure that if you go with Craigslist to find a place, is that you go and visit the location, vet out the potential landlord that you'd be staying with before renting with that potential landlord, just to make sure that the place is good and safe. So be careful. Let's switch gears into jobs. Finding a job in a new city. What tips do you have as far as th- as far as that? In Kentucky, before I left, I was doing DoorDash. Like I would go out and make money like $50, $60 a day or whatever I would do it. My roommate actually helped me kind of look for a job. It was easy to find a job, but the jobs was not paying. Okay. They wasn't paying and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> and I just got on Indeed. But this one job did pay. And so I just worked with kids again. But I worked two jobs because I just didn't know how that job was going to work out per se. Long story short, though, is like I knew a lady that moved here. She asked me to write for her blog that was coming out, her magazine that was coming out. She already lived here and I knew her from Kentucky. And I told her that I was moving to Atlanta. And then so she basically asked me, like, did I want a job? And I was like, yes, I want a job. Okay. So it sounds like a mixture of DoorDash, Indeed, and reaching out to people that you knew who are within the area. Mm-hmm. Really, I didn't even know she was in the area. Did you look on her LinkedIn page to see where she was from? Or oh, No, we're Facebook friends <laughs> from high school. It sounds like Facebook's been really useful as far as finding people, not only on finding people, but also figuring out like, hey, so this person lives in this particular state. I'm moving this to this particular state. Let me reach out to them and, and go from there. Yeah, but it's crazy because I did like, so let me take that back. I reached out to some of my past professors, you know, like my past professional people. I, I reached out to LinkedIn. They connected me with some people out here. But for her, like, I knew her personally, so I wasn't on LinkedIn with her. I just knew her from Facebook. That actually is a good point as well, though, because I know on my end, I also reached out to professors from the schools that I went to previously, hence why I connected with my one of my favorite professors and his wife. That's how that, that had happened. But definitely reaching out to your network, your the university that you may have just graduated from. Or even for listeners who haven't graduated from a university, uh, for those who are listening, reaching out to people from your high school or the staff at your high school and asking them, hey, so I'm planning on moving to this city. I may need some assistance as far as getting there or looking for additional resources. Would you be able to assist? So that is an excellent point to bring up. And your colleagues too, like they might move. Like I know a lot of people who moved. I'm saying colleagues, but I'm also talking about like classmates, like. I reached out to a couple of people I went to college with because a couple of people did move down here from where I went to college. So I was like, oh, hey, I see you're in Atlanta. How do you like it? Where do you think I should move? Where do you think I should live? So I did that too. What additional advice would you give to young professionals who are moving? First, I would say to make sure that you have money saved up. I say like $3,000 saved up because you need money for your deposit, your first month rent. And if anything happens, you know, you need food and stuff like that. And then also asking like, hey, when do I get paid? Like, when is my first paycheck so that you can know how to even budget your money? I would recommend that as well, at least having a little bit of money for yourself. I did not have $3,000 saved up once I came out here to Atlanta. Yeah, it was more like $700. What? Yeah. Well, you guys, we, we did get a stimulus check. So I would say that 
Yours was different. You already had an internship coming out here and stuff like that. I had a job mentally, but it was nothing signed, like signed it. But anything can happen in between those times. You know what I'm saying? And also you stayed with somebody. You might not then have to pay them. I'm signing a lease. I just think it depends on transition into that right. next phase of your life. Right, exactly. It all depends on the certain situation that you may be in. Having a paid internship or at least having something in your back pocket or at least a temporary job, that does help as far as having additional money. But there is that stress of like, when's my next job going to come in? And it definitely motivated me to like, hey, <laughs> you need to find a job like ASAP. And I was able to find one, thankfully. One thing that's hard is trying to find a, a new dentist, trying to find a new yeah doctor trying to find a new hairstyle it's like all yes that, oh my goodness the hair go on social media talk to your people one place mm-hmm. that my friend recommended was ZocDoc to try to find something within your a doctor that's within your your region if you don't have a car maybe you need to look to see if you need to live closer to the bus station if you need to live closer to the grocery store asking jobs for relocation if it's like one of the big companies and they want you to be like oh do you provide relocation let me know okay So those would be my tips. Thank you again, Alicia. Thank you so much for coming on to Adulting 101 with Gatsby Bias. And thank you. Thank you all for listening. Thanks, Alicia. Yes, you're welcome. I'd like to hear from you all as we continue with season three. What do you want to chat about? Who do you want me to bring onto the show? Feel free to reach out at gatsbylbias at gmail.com. Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias is a production of C Bias Productions, LLC. For more episodes of Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias, visit Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.